0: what's up everybody welcome back to episode number six of impactful conversations today's guest was rebecca scheinfeld head women's lacrosse coach at methodist university she also was on the inaugural campbell university women's lacrosse team and she had some really interesting stuff about her recruiting tactics and, and kind of things that happened during covid and Where she looks to take her team the next season, and just some behind the scenes looks. So, please enjoy the great and powerful Rebecca Scheinfeld. Welcome back, everyone. Today we have on Rebecca Scheinfeld from Methodist University, the head women's lacrosse coach. Thank you for coming on, Rebecca.
1: Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Absolutely. And of yes. course, Trevor's here too, uh-huh. as always. Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess let's, let's, let's start there. So how have things been? I mean, last season for you, right. It got yep. cut immediately short, right. I, it was I, short I remember, that's yeah. like one or two games or did you guys play? I, I looked it up online. I think you guys played one game, right. Or two games, five games. Five, five games.
1: games. Yep. Yeah. So we, so it was really crazy. I mean, just with everyone in the world, not really knowing what's going on and, And how quickly things changed. So we were about five games into our season. We had just played on a Tuesday. And after our game on a Tuesday, we just kept hearing how all these teams started canceling around the country. I remember Amherst was the first team and we were in our offices and I share an an office wall with the men's lacrosse coaches. And we were just yelling between the walls going, oh my gosh, they just canceled their season. They were ranked like top five in the country or something. We were just, Mm. we were just thinking, what do, what do they know that we don't know? You know? Right. Um, So we were just kind of waiting and then slowly everyone started to cancel things. And I would say our conference was, was pretty late in the game of canceling. And that was just on the Friday of that same week. Um, We were one of the last conferences to cancel. And we had been preparing for a game for Saturday against a, a big conference rival. And it was unfortunate on that Thursday at practice, I found out that our game on Saturday had been canceled. So I asked the seniors, you know, what are your favorite drills? And they said that when I asked them that, they knew it wasn't looking good for us because I didn't know how much time we were going to have together. Um, On Friday before our practice, we found out that we weren't able to finish with our season, but we were able to go out one more day together and practice. So that was really awesome just because for our seniors, we had a really big senior group that went through a lot, a few coaching changes before I got there um and they just deserved an amazing senior year and it was just such a bummer got cut short so they got to wear their uniforms out to practice we played kickball we played pickup lacrosse for about two and a half hours and I said to them you know we'll leave the field when you guys are ready to and I think it was just a it was such an unfortunate situation but such a cool moment to have together just to finish out the season the way it did so Yeah, it was it was really crazy. We were we were in a really good spot. Um, We were finishing up our conference out of conference games, getting into conference play and really picking up steam with where we were at and things that we were practicing. And I was excited to put it on the field. But um, everyone's excited for the new opportunity now because everybody got their season cut short last year.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, and and you guys were kind of, you know, I was looking back and you guys were doing some stuff the year before that you guys, mm-hmm. that Methodist hadn't done in a long time, right? Like reeling off some consecutive victories. Yep. And, and so kind of that senior class, you know, that you were, I'm sure expecting big things coming out of them and then just the disappointment, you know, yeah. in terms of, you know, not only, you know, you know, for yourself, but for those seniors and did any of them, how did it work? Um, for you guys, did anybody is anybody coming back? Was that even an option for anyone? Yes, so um.
1: it was an option. So the the thing that I think the NCAA has done a really good job with throughout all this is that they have really granted a lot of waivers. Um they're called blanket waivers that they've done. Okay. So, like how in school when we were at Campbell for athletics, you get a red shirt and a medical red shirt. Well, for COVID, the NCAA created a blanket waiver, so every single spring sport last year, basically the season did not count for for any of those student athletes. Um, no matter how wow, many you got that's in, good. Yeah, so really great. So you didn't lose any eligibility. Um, I think it was just a really cool thing that they did because it was it was just not a normal situation. So I really mm-hmm. wish that some of my seniors came back. We had seven of them, but unfortunately, they were already very set for post grad. Um, we have a few girls in grad school, a few that were lined up with jobs, a few studying for the MCAT. So it just wasn't in their in their plan as a possibility of coming back, which for all the seniors, you know, that wasn't in the cards. But for my girls that went to grad school, they were just going to grad school for things that Methodist doesn't offer. Um, it just wasn't mm. in the cards, unfortunately. But that's okay. Um, we would have loved to have them back. They were incredible, incredible leaders for our team. but i i think our girls that all came back they were they're excited to kind of use their leadership and to kind of play for that senior group last year which they've said a lot already which i think is pretty amazing wow
0: yeah awesome no no, that's awesome i mean and then i guess and then kind of going off that sorry trevor i just had one more question that you could fire in but no go ahead uh, no No, so i mean just going off that right like obviously you lose the seniors obviously a big part of being the head coach is, is recruiting and getting the right athletes, you know, mentally, physically, and attitude, personality, everything, you know, is how difficult was that? And was that, or were your, did you have, you already signed people that you knew were going to come there? What was your, like the recruiting process like and finding, because I mean, everything was shut down, right? So it was a lot of conversations and not a lot of seeing people actually play. And so, you know, I know for me, I was a late bloomer and it came in terms of getting recruited. So, Mm -hmm. you know, was it, hard you know was it hard to find talent that wasn't already out there right because a lot of people are already discovered at that point
1: in time yes so it it definitely changed the process so luckily for my current freshman group we brought in nine um new players this this past august so i had eight freshmen and one junior transfer um so luckily for our freshman class that we have this year pretty much almost the entire class had made their decisions already um in in the fall for us just because we had a prospect day and that's just kind of how we were um but we sat and then the girls that were late on making their decision they had already visited campus prior to march which was super exciting um so that definitely helped us out because we couldn't have campus visits until about july i believe it was so that was a few months you know it's kind of not knowing what's going to happen Um, so luckily for that, for this incoming class, we were good to go with them. But I would say for this current senior in high school class, it's definitely been a whirlwind of just trying to navigate what is the best thing to do. Because when this all started, there were some schools as we eased into the different phases, some conferences said there was a no recruiting ban or a no campus visit ban, or you couldn't go out and recruit and go to tournaments and then division one, division two has a dead period going on right now. So none of those coaches can go out and recruit. So it's really changed the process for us because being division three, we're a little bit later behind division one, division two. So it's really pushed our recruiting back. Um, Even though I was able to go to tournaments in June when they started back up, a lot of these girls that were still speaking to D ones and D twos, they haven't been able to go and officially visit yet. So they're not really making their full decision until that happens. So it's been a little bit of a challenge now. Um, I think my assistant coach and I have navigated as best we can and, and made the most of the opportunities that we've had to go see players. But I will say it's definitely different. And I, I think for the next year's class it's also going to have huge impact because of this dead period. So for juniors, um, September 1st is, no, is the contact date you can have with college coaches. And mm. now they extended the dead period though for visits until January. So wow, yeah, so it's crazy. So mm. all these college coaches can contact these student athletes, the, the recruits, but they can't actually visit these campuses in January. And I was a late bloomer as well for lacrosse and committing. I, I didn't commit to Campbell until February of my senior year, which is crazy late now for Division one. But for all these kids who are usually committing in their junior year super early, it's being pushed back. So, it just pushes our process back. So it's been, we're still getting really great talent. We have a commitment already for this senior class and we're waiting for a few more girls to decide on the offers we've given them, but it just changed our timeline a ton.
0: Sounds like you still got the pitch though. You already Mm. get people to commit and everything else. So you're on top of your shit, Rebecca. You're on top of your shit. We have to be, you know, if you're
1: trying to build a program, you gotta, you gotta do the work almost like a year or two ahead before they get to college. So that's that's what my assistant and I've been focusing on so much is um, I would say my first year is when I got hired. I was a little bit late in the recruiting game and I'm super thankful for the class that we brought in. They're awesome. They're our sophomores, but now mm-hmm. I've been able to recruit them a little bit early. So we are just really recruiting ahead now, which is really nice. So it's not like we're scrambling, you know, last minute. I think we're getting a good amount of time to really evaluate talent. We're out at tournaments and, and make connections with potential players for us. So it's it's been fun navigating how our recruiting process has kind of changed and developed in my few years I've been here.
2: Well, Rebecca, that leads me to my next question. How in the world are you recruiting uh, <laughs> athletes right now?
1: Yeah, it's uh, – oh, I, I, I ask myself that as well sometimes. <laughs> uh, but so uh. right now – so what happened over the summer was – tournaments started happening in different States dependent on where they were in their phases. So Mm -hmm. Maryland opened up super early compared to North Carolina. I mean, we just started allowing things to happen again. So we were able to go to Maryland for some tournaments. I wore a face mask. I kind of stayed by myself. They changed rules up where the girls couldn't do a draw control, which for our sport is how you start after each goal. Um, yeah. they kind of changed some things up. I didn't think it made that big of an impact because the girls were playing offense and defense well, against each other.
0: Were they just, right. were they, what was the, instead of the draw control, what was the the start? Was it just like a, if they scored as like a basketball, they, t- they just took it out on the other end? Yeah, they just they just back.
1: grabbed the ball at midfield, they gave mm. it back to them, and then they just started playing. So like, gotcha. when you're playing offense and defense, you're right next to each other. So, it's maybe, Anyways, right. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't much of a difference to me, but I I know they had to do it just waiver wise and stuff. Um, And they only were allowing, you know, one parent, with each of the players, which actually was really nice because the tournaments weren't as crazy, you know, with the sidelines. But so we got to do some of that, but still we weren't allowing visits yet on campus. So we were just kind of recruiting over the phone and, and video. So, yeah, I would say recruiting right now. How are we doing it? We're just. Evaluating players the best we can with with the videos they give us, and we tell recruits that are super interested, we give them like some agility work, some stick work that we'd like to see. And, and a few girls have given that to us, which has been super helpful. But um, mm-hmm. everyone's in the same boat, which is kind of nice. So yeah, not, yeah, which is, is good. So it's not like Methodist is the one school that can't go and see everyone and is kind of in trouble with recruitment. Right. Everyone is in the same boat of trying to navigate the playing field. Yeah, so it definitely is even the playing field for sure, which has been cool. And do you have, yeah, like, a to that you guys have? Um, I'm sorry, say that again.
0: No, Go ahead, Trevor.
2: I, well, Go Paul's ahead. going no, I would just – I'm just so – that's so interesting yeah. because now that there's a level playing field, it's – it opens up to opportunities for, like, what do you think about coaches being innovative, like what you're doing with, like, video or even, like, Zooming or mm-hmm. even, um, yeah, other – have you seen any other creative ways that, like, um, some athletes are trying to reach out to you or trying to do those things?
1: Yeah, I. it's been super interesting, actually. So TikTok got super big, I feel like, mm. the, right before the quarantine. We were getting right. TikTok links constantly, which was super funny. I just, I don't have a TikTok account, but I guiltily will go on there and just watch dog videos all the time. Um, <laughs> like, my whole feed is dog videos. So girls are sending us um, TikToks of them just hanging out with their friends and kind of like this is my normal everyday life and they were sending us videos of interviewing their parents so we got to see their families a little bit more oh wow so, yeah so that was super cool and then zoom the i this was when zoom was kind of picking up as well our school has a virtual tour i didn't even know that you could share screen until halfway through the summer so i was doing <laughs> zoom calls with the girls and then i would share my screen and then they would um they would I would just navigate them through the campus, almost like we're on campus, yeah. but it was virtually. So, it, it, of course, it's not the same as actually being there, but it yeah. was better than than nothing, in nothing. my
2: opinion. Right? Yeah.
1: So, and I've no, seen on smart. social media a lot of teams have done really creative things. We just, we just aren't there yet with those things.
2: That's all right. Those are good though. Those are really cool. Yeah. Awesome
0: yeah and then that th- th- what I asked was like do you have like a pipeline that you guys are recruiting for like through you know I know Maryland is a huge place mm-hmm. for lacrosse in general but like is there you know when you came to because so before you came to Methodist you went to you were at uh Messiah yes is that correct yes and, and so and mm. you were GA there right so yes. did like be and that's in Pennsylvania I, okay yeah so did up there did you make any contacts did you meet any people that has allowed you to maybe tap into the pennsylvania you know uh, talent pool or is that or you know and i guess and two, like what was your time like up there what did you learn at messiah being a ga um Mm. that's helped you now at methodist
1: yeah so when i was at messiah um i'll talk about my experience there first a little bit so when i was a ga coming right out of campbell it was a really cool experience just because being at Campbell, and Paul, you were there for all this, where we started the program kind of grassroots and got to see the p- program grow and what it took to build a program. But mm. Messiah was established for 20 years already when I got there. And, wow. yeah, the head coach had played there. <clears throat> she came back. She was there for her ninth and tenth year, I believe, when I was there. Um, she built it into this national, nationally ranked Division three program. Super. I mean, it was – just incredible the way that she worked in getting to see that behind the scenes. Um, mm, wow. When I was there my first year, we went to the sweet 16 and we were ranked as highest fourth in the country, which was wow. like, it was, it was just incredible to see the work because we put the work in when we were at Campbell, but to see the, the extra level that it took to make it at that, at that high rank, um, mm. it was different than what we were doing at Campbell um, just because it's been established and whatnot. So GA, I just, Kind of learned what went on behind the scenes, kind of the grind work of coaching, and it really opened my eyes. You know, like a coach doesn't just show up to practice, and that's all they do <laughs> for the day. Yeah. You know, they, yes. they really are working constantly, and they're watching film. And when a game is over, the coach has to go watch film and break things down and and revamp. It's not just oh, you get to go home and relax. You know, right? Um, so that was really cool, really eye opening. Right. It was. It was a, a hard experience, I would say, moving um, further away from my family just because they're all in Florida. And then moving from Campbell, um, I think when you graduate, no matter where it's from, it's hard to navigate, you know. You're just trying to figure yeah. things out. So it was it was ex- an experience, and I'm, I'm thankful for it because it was something different, you know. Um, and it got me the experience to become the head coach here at Methodist. But when I was in Pennsylvania, just recruiting-wise, It was also really different at Messiah compared to a lot of schools because it's a very um, uh, Christian-founded school. So we were recruiting players that very much wanted that Christian background and Christian faith within their school and their lacrosse program. So it really did show me how to kind of recruit to specific groups of people or something that you're specifically looking for. And I really learned how to navigate – sorry, those are the dogs – um, oh, well, that's think,
0: fine. Hello, dogs. Um,
1: <laughs> but it, it really showed me how to navigate, you know, how to recruit properly and how to talk to coaches and uh, other club coaches and talk to families and whatnot. So when I was there, I would say, I just created a lot of connections um, with, with some of the club teams and then with other coaches, which has been the biggest thing, like other college mm-hmm. coaches that have helped me since I've been at Methodist. So now I would say we don't necessarily have like one state that we just grab all the girls from there and that's our team and that's something i like about our team is our our girls are from all over the country we have a few from florida we have one from missouri um, pennsylvania new jersey georgia north carolina so lots of different states and i think that's what makes our, our team really great because you're bringing a ton of different styles of lacrosse to our program and a bunch of different families but I will say we're we've recruited a lot more northern girls now, just because that's where lacrosse has been established for so long. Yeah. But yep. but it's been it's it's nice to have girls from all over, for sure. And
0: then yeah, absolutely. And kind of like this is my last recruiting question. And Trevor might have a couple more, but if you were no, that's to, yeah, if you were to say this is your your perfect recruit, if you could create a player. <laughs> As your is your high mm. school senior, oh. what would what and for for all the the uh, maybe future Methodist monarchs out there or parents that want their daughters <laughs> to you know, what 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 is Coach Scheinfeld looking
1: for? Oh What's her man, yeah, that's,
0: that's yeah,
1: a perfect. Exactly. Player. <laughs> Ooh, let's think. Um, so wow, so I would say <laughs> an ideal ideal player, um, just from not even just the, the skills. Just someone who is extremely coachable, and I feel like these are going to sound like very generic things, but someone who is coachable that if we say, "Hey, let's make some tweaks right now," or "Let's talk about this," they're going to accept our feedback and and talk to me about situations. You know, um, mm. this they'll say, "Hey, okay, I understand. This is what I saw. Let's talk." You know, and that's what I try to do with my players now. I ask them all the time, you know, "What did you see there?" Because I may have seen it one way, but they thought and processed it differently than how I see it. So, just someone who's super coachable, willing to accept feedback, Um, someone who is really dedicated to investing in her teammates because just the culture of our program is something that we're still actively building, and investing in your teammates is a huge piece of that puzzle. Yeah. Let me
0: think.
1: Hmm. Got some good ones
2: here, Rebecca. I like them. I'm sorry. (laughs) I said, you got some good ones here. They're really, really Thanks. great.
1: Thanks. I appreciate it. Well, and then just skill wise, I mean, I, I'm short though. So I say I'm five feet tall. So I would say height, but I enjoyed playing lacrosse. And I think I didn't think I got it when I played it. I was five feet tall.
0: But, <laughs> yeah, you, did, you I think you did all right. Yes, yeah, I think you, you did. Okay. I think you did all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank, thank
1: you. But, you lacrosse know, average-heighted average girl, someone who's really gritty, has a lot of speed, um, and, and just someone who likes to work. And I think that's something I just... When I was at Campbell and what I loved about my teammates is we're always willing to work hard. And that's just what I always want in a player. If someone's willing yeah. to work hard, it's okay if you're not always, you know, the number one player from your club team coming to us, someone who's willing to do the work and accept our feedback can become the, the best player for your program.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, cause at that, you know, mm-hmm. at the college level, a lot of people have talent, right. It's mm-hmm. about the work ethic and coming in and yep. you need people that want to grind with you and want to be part of your culture. Cause yes. it's not, I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, what you, you can't, you can, you can take, you know, play-doh and mold it but if someone's already been burned in their pottery you know they're already a pot you know they're gonna yeah. crack under that pressure <laughs> a lot of Wow. oh thank you thank you oh, i, I like made it. that up on the spot <laughs> to be honest i don't know where i was going with it but we ended it we ended at the right, it worked. right spot so, it worked. you made that up uh, nice job pete thanks <laughs> thanks um Yeah. I mean, and you, and you talked about it a little bit, right? So you were at the inaugural, you know, Campbell lacrosse women's division, one team the the start of the program, Mm -hmm. what in the hell made you want to start go to the start of a program? What was your, yeah. Yeah. Like where, what made you want to do that? You know, that was, I mean, I guess going to Campbell wrestling, you know, it was kind of on the downside when we got Mm -hmm. there too, but um, you know, my, you know, so I just kind of want to hear your story on what your reasoning was for going there and coming all the way from Florida as well.
1: Yeah, I, I will say th- that was not even on my radar. Honestly, <laughs> during the recruiting process, I had been looking at schools in Boston, actually, because my, oh. my, my family up there, that was where I wanted to be. Um, I looked at one school for a super long time. And then I took my official visits. and Really, the school just weren't for me after I went on my visits, which I think mm. is important to go on official visits recruits so that you can kind of get to know more than just the coach. Um,
0: listen up recruits yes. go on your visits it's, it's super <laughs> yes go I, on your visits
1: I'm also so thankful for that because I found out later that the coach that I loved and I would have gone to the school just for her honestly she left after the my freshman year of college so oh wow yeah so it were it worked mm. out in the long run but um, so yeah I had been looking at schools kind of all over but I had kind of honed into Boston for a while because of the family aspect and then my summer going into my senior year of high school, I got injured. I actually had torn my abdominal muscle, which is crazy. So I did not get to play club lacrosse my entire summer into my senior year. So it just didn't help me be exposed to more school opportunities that I thought I was going to have that summer. So I I remember actually in September of my senior year, after I was really able to start playing and I called my club coach and I said, um, we called her gooey. And I said, gooey, I want to see if there's any Division One opportunities because I looked at a lot of D2s and D3s. Um, I, I don't know if that's a possibility, but I, I don't feel like I found the right school for me yet. And she told me to look up schools that were starting programs in the next few months and over the yeah. next few years because she said that will have um, they'll probably have a lot of opportunities left with their recruiting class. So I had emailed Campbell a week after the first head coach was hired so he said I was actually one of his first emails from someone who was interested in Campbell, spoke to him, all that good stuff, came to visit. And he really just sold me on what he was building, um, which he was only there until my sophomore year. But he just just did an amazing job of showing, like, what will you start here, um, where it's going. I thought the facilities were amazing. That's when the stadium was building up their big their big stadium Ooh. seating. So that was just so cool to think that I could play there. Um, And really just when I stepped foot on campus, I knew it was the place for me. And that's what I hope that all, you know, student athletes find is the school that they walk on campus and they know that's the one. And yeah, that's how it was for me. I I was fine going out of state. My parents were fine with it. Fort Lauderdale to Raleigh had a, had a really nice direct flight on Southwest. So they didn't. Ah, There you go. (laughs) So it was, it was easy. They're like, it's okay. It's a 12 hour drive, which is a little brutal, but the flight's like an hour and a half and round trip tickets are a hundred bucks. So it was it all worked out for us.
0: Jeez. That's awesome. And, and and I'm sure the recruiting process too is a little bit different than it is even for you now, right? because mm-hmm. I'm sure people had signed there, but you didn't you didn't get to meet anyone who was part of that team already or nope. see what the culture was like or did you meet anyone or talk to anyone before you committed or were you just like, this is it. I know I, I want to go here. Yo,
1: I didn't speak to anyone. so I went wow. on my visit. yeah, I went on my visit and kind of a funny story. so, I stayed at one of the hotels in Dunn, um, which is so funny to say. Um, one I, of the two. Yeah, <laughs> Dunn. And we were there, and there's something going on for football um, with like football recruits. And the coach at the time, Dale Steele, I think his name was, he was there. And yeah somehow we started speaking to him and he told my dad, you know, some, I cannot remember, but my dad very distinctly remembers whatever he had said. And he was like, <laughs> I knew from that moment that this was going to be a place, you know, that was amazing. Um, But yeah, so I didn't get to speak to anyone really. I was yeah. actually the first wow. for my class. Um, wow. So yeah. So I, I, I was the first one fresh, d- didn't get to meet anyone. And then, about a month and a half later, there was some scholarship interview, a scholarship I did not get, um, but, <laughs> but I went for a scholarship interview, and that's when Erica Hitch was actually visiting, and then a girl, a grade below us, um, that ended up committing, and they were there visiting the campus. So I got to meet Erica very briefly then, but it wasn't really until a few months later that I connected with the girls that were on the team
0: wow that's a crazy story because you know like like you know that's that's so different than really anywhere else that you would go that's you know at least and you being the first commit is also very different right so did they did they use the coach did he use you to talk to anyone after you committed did you talk to people who may be thinking about recruiting or are you just kind of like you signed you did you did what you had to do you basically started the program so you were just like i gotta get ready
1: yeah i I was just (laughs) i remember calling up him up and saying all right coach I this is the school for me I would love to accept your offer he's like okay great and then I applied and a few months later I was told to go to orientation so that's really, that's <laughs> awesome. that's really
0: cool. so, beautiful that's a great that's that's like low level stress right there yeah, that's low stress exactly
1: I just remember he uh, call yeah. me and I, I was like I don't know is this normal for the coach to call you and talk for an hour I mean he was super nice um really great at the recruiting process but yeah, we didn't really connect mm. until he started some Facebook group. I think that's when we all started talking together. So gotcha. Yeah. That's
0: yeah, and now now it's now it's easier, right? Now you just hop on a Zoom call with everybody I know. and See everybody's face and everything else. I know. That's
2: it's it. awesome. <laughs> <So>. uh, <laughs> easy to just reach out. Yeah. Um Bye, so record. I wanna no, I wanna ask, um, how did you hire your assistant coaches?
1: So I, hi, so I have one assistant coach, her name's Anna. Um, she, so I was in the, I was in search for an assistant coach. Um, we posted online and our coaches association actually has, a, I mean, our coaches association is awesome. I think they really provide a lot of amazing resources for our coaches um, in the college level. Mm-hmm. And they have a page on our website where young coaches and grad assistants can post their resumes so that coaches that are looking for assistance or GAs can go on there and see who's interested in coaching just because sometimes it's hard to to always catch every job posting or maybe um, you know your assistant coach is leaving sometime soon and you already kind of want to get ahead of the game. And I had looked through there before we posted the job officially because I was waiting um, from HR to be allowed to post the job online. And Mm -hmm. I had seen her name already because she went to school in North Carolina. She's from South Florida, actually an hour from where I grew up. So I just, I was looking at all her stuff. I was exercise science in college, a major, and that's what she was. So I just felt already when I read her resume, I was like, wow, this, she sounds very similar to me and kind of what I'm looking for and just a lot of similarities. And when I put the job up, I actually didn't even know that Methodist had put it on indeed.com before they told me that it was like good to go. So she applied <laughs> mm. before I officially knew that you could <laughs> apply for it, which was so wow. Crazy. So I saw that she had applied and I was confused first of all because I didn't know the application was out there. And then I kind of figured things out. I spoke to her and we just had a phone conversation. Um unfortunately, we weren't able to get her on campus because of just me being at recruiting tournaments and some transition time. It didn't work and then I went home to Florida for a tournament. So I met up with her in Florida and that was like our, our second interview mm. was at a Panera bread. Yeah,
2: yeah. So
1: oh. <laughs> we, we met in and it was just awesome. She cool. seemed like a really, really just the right person. She was fresh out of college and wanted to get into coaching. Her family um, has coaches in it. So I just knew she was going to be really great and she's here for her second year now. So it's, it's all worked out super well. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond yeah. thankful for her. She is a great worker so it's been really nice to have her in the program
0: yeah i mean it sounds like she she put an application for even new so that's where the head start on recruiting and everything else comes from you guys are both go getters early on exactly
1: exactly no she's been she's been great and it's been it's been fun seeing her kind of develop her coaching style having this be her first job and all
0: yeah absolutely that's and and for you as being such a young coach too right like mm-hmm. I'm sure it's you know a is it a learning experience for you as well you know is it was it is it easier having someone come in as their as their first job do you think or then it would have been hiring you know like a, a 20-year vet mm-hmm. that things say maybe know it all or yes. is that something you considered yes okay. yes, yes.
1: Yeah. I I think it it And I'm not saying it's great because it was kind of like, oh, well, I'm a little bit more experienced, you know, especially being younger. But I think it was just good because I was able to establish kind of what I want in terms for the program, Um, like certain Mm, things that from what I learned at Messiah and things that I thought I wanted to do and kind of bring to the program, um, we're able to do. And she was very much like, whatever you want to do, I'm here to support you and give you feedback which you don't always get. And I think it also, she, she, like I said, she has family members who are coaches. So um, I think she's seen a lot what's gone on behind the scenes before she got into coaching. So she was, every time I ask her for feedback on something she'll tell me and then she'd be like, but it's your program, whatever you want to do it. And I always say, but I want your feedback. I <laughs> know what you think." Um, but yeah, so that's been, I've really enjoyed it. And then maybe, you know, in a few years, if she, goes on to a bigger and better program then maybe I do hire someone that's a little bit more experienced but right now I think it's been good for both of us to kind of grow together as coaches and and learn from each other and and learn because there for sure have been situations that I have dealt with for the first time with her by my side um mm, that yeah. I had not navigated before as a coach so
0: no that's great I mean that makes a lot of sense in terms mm. of I can only ima- you know I can imagine you know, trying to get a 20 year, you know, 20 year vet to buy into your culture. If they've been around the block a couple of times, they have their ideas there. It's, you know, it's back to being molded already, you yeah. know, and already being a piece of pottery instead of a piece of Play-Doh. Yeah. So that's a, um, yeah. Now it was there, it was coaching always on your radar, or is that something you always want to do even when you were at Campbell or so, did it?
1: Sorry. Yeah. 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 So when I was no. at Campbell, I, I was doing exercise and sports science to go more the strength and conditioning coaching route. That was kind of what I was thinking um, when I got to school. And then just over the few years that I was there, I don't really know when the moment was, but I just thought, you know, I think lacrosse coaching would be super cool as a collegiate coach. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't go into it, I think, necessarily for lacrosse, it was more strength and conditioning. And I will say, junior and senior year, when I took all the ridiculously hard exercise science classes, I think that's also when I learned maybe strength and conditioning. I mean, I understood the workouts, all that stuff, but when I was taking biomechanics, it, it mm. crushed me a little bit. Um, I've
0: heard that's a tough class. Yeah, everybody I've ever talked to, they're always that was a class everyone complained about. So I'm glad I never had to take it. Yeah, it
1: was <laughs> it was super interesting, but I will say for me, it was just so much information so quickly. I, I needed that class to be a full year for me, just how, how I learned. Um, it was a little too much too quickly, but, but yeah, so I think I don't really know when the moment was, but there was a moment that I thought collegiate coaching and then um, I had spoken to coach easily. I remember my senior year about GA positions and she put that on my radar because I hadn't really thought about that yet. So that's, I guess that's kind of where it came from. I, I don't know. I'm a coach now. So somehow somewhere along the line, it, I got the idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, 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 well, it, it's worked out so far. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, just according to the, you know, your first TC seasons as a head coach, you're doing, you're doing everything, you know, what like you're supposed to be doing and doing it right. Yes. So that's a positive, you know, that's positive. Yeah, so, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, did you have anything else on coaching or anything else that you were curious about that you wanted to ask her or? Um. Did, did we, did we... I'm
2: interested yeah. in... No, I'm interested in, like, how do you – how do you help your coaches along as you're growing, like, your own vision? Because their vision could be totally different from yours, and then, like, how do you try to meld that together?
1: Do you mean my assistant coach with that or other –
2: yeah, yeah, you're your assistant right. coach, yeah.
0: And, yeah. T- and talk about, too, I guess you're, the athletic department of Methodist, too. Is, that hard, is it hard to bring them into a new culture for the program? You know, what's it been like doing that? Culture, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: I would say when I got to Methodist, um, they were excited about a new culture kind of being developed. Um, I, I think when I came in, it was needed to, to kind of change things up a little bit. So my, first of all, my athletic directors are incredible. Um, I, I think they're amazing. I'm very lucky that they're my bosses. And when I came in and things that I had ideas about and things I wanted to do, they supported me wholeheartedly. So, and I, and I'm That's very dope. lucky with that. I know it's not like that everywhere. So I would say things that I wanted to do and the vision I created, which was part of my interview process. We've really tried to stick to that as much as possible. So they've just supported me along the way and helped me in decisions because there have been times that. I've thought one way because I just needed it for that moment. And then they would kind of keep me in check and say, okay, Rebecca, but long-term, if this happens, would this be a decision that really helps with it? And they've helped guide me in that. I hope that makes sense of what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And then with my assistant coach, I, she, like I said, she really does a good job of kind of letting me continue to kind of do my own thing. And then whenever I have feedback, she knows kind of where the foundation is of, of how I want the girls to invest in each other. And um, I I read a lot of articles on coaching articles and stuff, and if I have little tidbits I send her of, like, this is kind of my idea. Um, so she, she's very open with giving me feedback, and if I'm not doing something that she may think is 100% what the girls may think is a good idea, she'll tell me – oh, sorry, those are the dogs wrestling again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I just think she does a, no a good job of – listening to me and then really telling me like, eh, that's not going to work too well. And that's okay. (laughs) I, I need that feedback.
2: Um, it helped me
1: revamp my vision as well. So, um, but I say it's a process. I mean, this is year three and COVID kind of messed everything up a little bit last year. Um, so we're not exactly where we want to be necessarily for investing in each other and all that, but she, she just supports me and we talk a lot. So,
0: yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's crazy, though. Yeah. Like, you I, you know, you think about the seniors, right? But even like the sophomores, the freshmen, the juniors, they miss a whole year of on-field experience. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it's something I don't really think about in terms of, like you said, in terms of investing each other, trusting each other on the field, mm-hmm. game experience, close game experience. It's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of things that, you know, that it's easy to simulate, but it's hard to actually, you know, do exactly yeah. how it's like in the game with the pressure and everything else that's going on.
1: Yeah, for um, for sure. And they they've never none of my none of my sophomores have played in a conference tournament game yet. You know they wow. they have never yeah. made it to that point. So really, this year mm. is going to be very new for everyone, just because we we missed two and a half months of a season last year.
0: Yeah, that's and and so are you? But is that, everyone saying, back? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Trevor. Go ahead. I was going to ask if everyone was back, if you guys are practicing yet, or. What's what's the deal with so, stuff right now? So
1: we did return everyone, which I'm really thankful for. So I, I had 100% retention, which is really great. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so we're hopefully starting October 1st. We had to push it back um, a few weeks just for athletics had asked us to, to kind of put on hold um, our, our practices for a few extra weeks. So October 1st is our target date. So next week is I'm praying when we'll be out on the field together. Um, for the first time
0: I'll well, be we cross my fingers for you, oh, thank, you. Right.
1: thank
2: you thank you thank <laughs> you yes me too I would I want cross I would like to do that but I would like to ask a deeper question yes. have you thought about coaching in the sense that maybe this whole year your players may not be able to compete
1: yes I have thought about that um mm-hmm. I've thought of- and have
2: you thought about like how do, how do you reach your players and what are you, how are you going to do that down the line
1: um, so that's something I'm still trying to figure out and map out because I would say we had that a little bit already with having everything pushed back this fall. So it's already, I mean, we started school August 10th. So since August 10th, the girls have been here and we haven't been able to do anything with them. So it's already been a process of figuring out how can we connect with them? Um, we do some academic check-ins with the girls. So I, was able to see the girls at least once every two to three weeks, just so that they came to the office, they showed me their grades. And we kind of went with there from there. We had a few zoom calls with the team. Um, But yeah, I would say I don't have an exact answer to that yet because everything is changing so quickly, but we have had to think outside the box in terms of connecting with the players. Like last week when it started to be beautiful outside, um, I texted our group message that my assistant and I were going to eat out lunch outside d- by the picnic table is that if anyone wanted to join us socially distanced that they would be welcome to. So we try to do things like that, that are a little bit different than what we normally do. Um, I, so I don't have an exact answer, but I would say that we're still trying to figure that out. If we don't play in the springtime, I mean, it's going to be a lot of Zoom calls. That's a, lot of- <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of Zoom calls. Um, oh, let's, let's hope that
0: doesn't happen. I know. Oh, my goodness.
1: I think everyone's zoomed out right now. Um, Seriously. But but yeah, I think we're still trying to figure that out. But hopefully, hopefully in the springtime we'll be playing.
0: Yeah, that would be mm, fantastic. Cool. I'm, I, I mean, you know me, Rebecca, I'm a big women's lacrosse fan. Yes. So we've got two brand new fans here. Trevor, I'm going to bring him into the realm. Thank you. So hopefully For sure. <laughs> and, you. And, yes. And, yes. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I mean, that's it's heavy, like, in just thinking about that too. Right. And, and, and Trevor, me and Trevor talk about this a lot too. Cause so Trevor still coaches, he coaches up in, um, at his high school nice. and, um, th- and coaches wrestling up there has helped build a, a program, you know kind of you know what you're doing on a, on a smaller level at the high school level in terms of you know program that ha- didn't have much history at all and mm-hmm. has built it up to you know top 5 wrestling team in Boston so we're wow. in Massachusetts in general we just finished second get out of here <laughs> yeah yeah that's so awesome. top 5 what do you mean that's top 5
1: right, that's Trevor,
0: not
2: first all right all right all right all right you're right you're right good are that's you fine.
1: in Boston my dad's from framingham
2: uh no i'm in you're boston boston. boston oh we oh that's crazy that your dad's from framingham yeah. i used to coach at that oh, school oh nice yeah. Uh, very cool so they're tough no well, they're they're, they're it's, a, it's a tough school I mean they got some good wrestlers there so cool.
1: I'll let them, <laughs> yeah, let them
2: know yeah they got tough wrestlers there that's so funny um yes yeah, so, now so, it's, it's just mean, bad because we've beaten them twice in the last conference sorry uh, okay. It's okay. you had to get it's that okay. in there
0: get your a shout out in there but <laughs> yeah no so I mean me and Trevor talk about a lot but in terms of coaching right like obviously you, know, you want to go undefeated every year right mm-hmm. but ultimately you're putting these athletes into the real world, right? Like, yep. what are you looking to accomplish as a coach as affecting their lives, right? And what did the coaches that you had in your lives, how do they affect yours, you know, going
1: forward? Uh, the, that's something I think about often, you know, how we can how we can impact our players. And I would say right now, that's something I, I think at Campbell, um, our coaches, especially where we were just growing the program, I think I had a really close relationship with my coaches when I was there. Um, with Coach Easley, I still, still speak with her periodically. Coach Jess, who um, lives in Emerald Isle now, I speak to her at least once a month, just lacrosse and life and whatnot. She has been an amazing person for me to talk to as I navigate things. So I, I saw what impact that made on me. And then when I was at Messiah, our head coach there really invested in the girls on the team. And I got to see from the coach's side. Um, we had class meetings all the time with each class we had individual meetings and I will say honestly when I was a player I probably would have been like wow this is so much but it was so worth it because our players trusted the coaching staff incredibly um, just because they had really candid conversations so I think from that I just have learned at Methodist you know what One is it to really invest and and really dive deep. And one is it to back time to back off a little bit, you know, like school has Mm. been a little crazy right now um, with everything going on with COVID. So I backed off a little bit because the girls were all just situating back into school. But a few weeks ago I I felt like I was trying to dive in a little bit more because it was needed. Um, But yeah, I, I've started to do a lot of class meetings with the players Um, I have articles that I give them that I really love to read through with the girls. Um, My articles are all written up and just try to make those connections with them about things Um, are actually there's a new tradition that we have with Methodist with our alumni to our incoming players. So just doing things like that. I, I try to try to show the girls, you know, it's important to invest in the people around you and, just little mm. things as well of, yeah. you know, if they don't respond to me within 24 hours, I am texting them nonstop and calling them if I need a response on something. Because I say, if you don't respond to your boss after after, after college, you may be fired if you don't get information to them right away, you know, in the timely manner. So mm. just things like that, not, not to do in an obnoxious way or anything, but right, if, right. if there's a deadline on paperwork for athletic training so you can practice, If you don't have it done after four months, I'm going to be on top of you because (laughs) there's no way that you would have been able to get away with that at a a job, you know? (laughs) Right. So I, I will say I'm still trying to figure out the best way to impact my players and to get them ready for the real world, especially as I've been here over a few years. My relationship has changed as I've gotten older and further away from the college age. Um, and kind of learning where where the college kids are at these days with things, um, so and I sound so old when I say that, and I'm only 26. But
0: yeah, but I, I mean I understand what you're saying. Like there's new, like new songs that come on. And people are like, this song's great. And Like I've never heard something yes. like it's been out four months. I'm like, okay, yes. well I missed the boat.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. We'll listen to music um at during our stretches. I have our speaker and the girls. I'll ask them like what genre they want to listen to that day as they warm up. And one day, so I picked what it was and we put the Jonas Brothers on just I was like, it's innocent Jonas Brothers. And I asked them, what age do they remember the Jonas Brothers? We're telling me like kindergarten. And I, rem- I was oh in middle my school. God. Super <laughs> weird, right? <laughs> what,
0: what, what, what years were your freshmen born? Oh, gosh. This is oh, going to make me feel um, so old.
1: This is going to be weird for you guys also. Uh. So my freshmen right now, because they're 18, they were born in 2002.
0: Oh my god! That's yes. so oh, crazy. Yeah, this this
1: senior <laughs> class is the last class that's born um 1999.
0: Last ones. Oh my yep. gosh! Weird. that's insane. Super that's super strange. That's in- yeah, that is intense. <laughs> I feel like that like like 2002 was like not that long ago. I'm like that's not no. too far away. And it's you know? 18 and that-
1: years ago now. Crazy, right?
2: No, that's it was wild. 18
0: years ago. Well, like that's insane. A
1: few weeks ago was 9/11, and my girls. Right. We're not born for 9-11. Oh, no.
0: Oh, no shit. Yeah, that's, really
1: right. that's
0: so true. Yeah.
1: Crazy. Wow. So just yeah. talking to them about things, just talking to people that are older than me in athletics, they were like, how old are you? I said, I was in second grade. And they're like, wow, I was in high school. And with our mm. freshmen, they're like, I wasn't even born yet. So it's been, it's crazy to think about. So. Do you think
0: they look at wow. you as, as older than you actually are because you're their coach? Or do they look at you as a young coach?
1: Um, a little bit of both, I would say. And that's also because I do it to myself of trying to joke around that I'm super old. Like they will say something and then I'll joke and be like, grandma over here. They're like, coach, you're 26. You're not that old. (laughs) Um, But they they definitely respect my age and that I'm older. But I think because I am younger and a little bit closer in age to them, it has helped a lot in a lot of situations. Like they're very comfortable coming to me about just life things and talking, um, Right. which has been which has been really nice to have those connections with them
0: for sure absolutely connecting yeah. on an entirely new level you know and 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 you know in, investing that trust you know you start investing mm-hmm. that trust there they start trusting you more i think it just rolls over to the field you know yes. in general like when you're telling them to do things yes. and stuff they believe in you so it's sure. yeah. important that's important yes. yeah and, and, then, Rebecca, and all then good, we, all good things there
1: for sure and when we walk up the stairs i mean down the stairs to practice and i'm joking how oh gosh, my body from playing lacrosse all those years ago are killing me right now. And just joking (laughs) if I do like one little thing in a drill to show them and I'm out of breath, just, I mean, that's my own fault, but I'll be like, oh, just wait till you get to this age. And they're like, coach, you're ridiculous. So we, we, we have good fun with so, it, though. It's
0: so, so yeah, you I mean, you have to milk it. You have oh, to yeah. milk it. I mean, I, sure. I think all of us, I mean, there's three XD1 athletes here. And I think we all, to an extent, milk it when we're, you know, doing whatever we're doing. Our, our old sport oh, yeah. with <laughs> younger people. We're like, oh, yeah. I was really tight. My knees, they're just not the same anymore. Oh. And it's like, really, it's like less than 10 years ago. Oh. So. For
1: sure. And you're like, but when I was in college, I would have crushed it. In oh, moment. yeah, I
0: was the best. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, we have. So, I was wanted to ask a couple more questions. One, I just sure. wanted to know, kind of, you know, what are your outside hobbies? I know you, you said, you know, I'm sure time wise, you're you super, super busy with coaching and recruiting, especially now, and finding new ways and mm-hmm. um, using different things. But you know, outside, I know you have your two dogs. We've heard mm-hmm. them. But yes. what, you know, <laughs> what's what are your hobbies? You know, outside of lacrosse, what's your your getaway?
1: Yeah. Um. Whew. I don't, I don't know if I have many hobbies, but I would say I love, I love hiking and just being outside, which is being a lacrosse coach. I get to be outside luckily, but, um, I love just hiking. I'm always trying to find a different trail in the area. Um, just trying to find something to do. Like I, like you said, with the dogs, I'm taking them to the park that much. This doesn't really sound like hobbies. It just sounds like things I do often. Um, <laughs> I, think I, mean,
0: I, mean, I think that's our generation because I think about that too, yeah.
1: I will say yeah. hiking is a big one. I do just – I think the ex-athlete in me, I love working out still, and I, I recently started doing some CrossFit, so I've tried to, try to feel like I'm an athlete from a few years ago again. Um, I, I spend a lot of time with my friends that are here and my boyfriend – um, and my family's so far away so just I feel like everyone that works here that's kind of in my age group we all hang out a lot so we we just go and try to find random things to do and I don't like I said I don't know if those are necessarily hobbies but those are the things that make me relax and just kind of get away from from work and and all that
0: yeah well that's the most important thing right if you can let's oh, you put your mind in really ease. Good. yeah so
1: for sure for sure
0: and Trevor do you have any th- any questions? Uh, no, I mean <laughs> I feel good about. Uh, every, yeah, I mean the I last I, mean,
2: I appreciate I appreciate I appreciate all the responses. So they're really good. Thanks. Yeah.
0: The, the last question that and we, we ask this to everyone is just, you know, is there a time or a or person or people um in your life that kind of has have, has been your inspiration? or a, hmm. a, something impactful that's happened that's gotten you to where you're at and then you know what continues to inspire you you know today and going forward
1: that's a really great question wow hidden the oh, deepest thank you. one at the
0: very end there. Yeah, they close it out. They close it out. That's you do, it do. A little that, bit. That, yeah. That's yeah. you have to do. It. I, 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 you know, we warm you up, get you all, you know, get you ready. And then boom, we hit you hard with the last question. I know.
1: Really making me think here uh-huh. as I stare at my wall thinking. Um, <laughs> I, I would say, hmm, who has impacted me the most? Sorry, I'm taking a pause here. No, you're fine. That's great. Um, I would say this is going to be a two-part, two-part answer, if that's okay. Um, yeah, of course. I would say, so there's a club coach that I had when I was in high school that was just the coolest person I think I've ever had around for coaching. Um, and just being for the work side of everything, she, she just showed up to practice every single time, just so excited and just loving life and loving us. And I think, I think back to all those practices sometimes when I may need to pick me up and whatnot. So she's someone that for sure inspires me all the time and has made an impact on me. And then I would also say, I mean, this is like the generic answer, but my family for sure, um, they've been, they've been people that have just done so much and invested in me. And that's the biggest part of whenever I needed to do something for sports and life, they just said, go do it. We've got you. And mm. I don't think I would be where I am today without that, especially when I was figuring out, you know, what are next stages in my career that led me to Methodist. They listened to me as I will say, honestly, cried, just not knowing what <sighs> to do. Cause it was a, it was like big, a big kid decision. And they just supported me and they're like, whatever you do, we're going to be there for you. Um, so I think that was super cool. And I'm sorry. What was the second part to that question? What? Yeah. You and use? then just
0: what, yeah, what we'll continues to inspire you? Yep, continues. Yeah, continues.
1: So um, continues to inspire me is I would say that I just, I just know I'm not exactly where I want to be yet. Um, just with my program, just where I want to be as a coach, and I think that's what inspires me. Of, I just know I have a lot more to give, and I'm excited about that. And just student athletes as a whole, and I just. I love student athlete development as well. And just knowing how we can find ways to create a better experience for student athletes. Just, we all were at Campbell and, um, there's probably someone that impacted us outside of the field and trying to find ways to do that for our student athletes. So, yeah, that's something that continues to inspire me. Um, and something I hope that I can keep working for.
0: Oh, that's, no, that's all awesome. good. That's answer, Rebecca. Great oh. answer. <laughs> yeah. You. We, we sure. ended there. Yeah. Cool. So and then before we go, I just want to give you the opportunity if you want to to shout out either yours or so or uh, Methodist, the social media accounts or anything that you wanted people to uh, if you want people to follow you or look up or get information or had any questions for you where they could reach you.
1: Yeah. So I have Instagram. It's Rebecca underscore shine, S-H-E-I-N. Um, so Rebecca underscore shine. And then I do have Twitter. I don't know my name on it. But if, but my name is Rebecca Shineful. So I think all my social media has my official full name attached to it. Yeah, everyone's welcome to follow me on there. All of our Methodist stuff is Methodist W Lax. So um, if you see a little little lion in the picture, then that's us
0: awesome awesome oh, yeah and we'll post you with our with all of your accounts so people can click the link and awesome. go to it and find you easily so thanks. we really appreciate it i know oh. trevor appreciate it i learned a lot too about recruiting and everything thanks. going on and, and stuff so that was awesome so i appreciate it cool. and uh yeah um great we look thanks. forward to having you back on and thanks for coming yes on thank you back.
1: rebecca appreciate
0: it have a good night all right yep bye everybody